The following is a podcast of Echo, a middle school ministry at Victory Family Church. For more details, visit lifeatvictory.com slash middle school. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> maybe we'll get that figured out for tomorrow, maybe. Well, you guys don't get to get rid of me yet. I know I, you know me up here a lot during worship, but I get to speak with you guys today. Um, so I just want to open up with some fun things. Um, first of all, I'm going to be talking about attitude of gratitude. Um, but I just want to let you know a few things about me, because I know I'm always just sharing, and I don't really share much about me during worship. So just a few things. Um, I was a competitive gymnast at Arcadia. I don't know if anybody's a gymnast in here, but it's a local, a local gym. Uh, we did that for 10 years. Um, I went to nationals a few times, actually ranked, made it to level eight, if anybody knows what that means. Um, another thing is I'm a cat person. Do we have any cat people in here? Yeah, yeah. How about dog people? I'll give you dog people. Yeah, you always, you always, you always win the vote. You always win the vote. But I've been a cat person since I was like this tall. But I want to introduce you to my little guy here. His name's Iro. He's just the snuggliest, snuggliest cat ever. I love him. And then next on to the person I love is my husband Mark. He's my best friend. And I've been married to him for eight and a half years. We like to do fun things like go to the terrain races. Anybody go to those mud races at all and get all muddy and climb things? So whenever you have the opportunity, go. They're fun. And then we uh, like to spend Saturday mornings at our local coffee shop. So those are just, oh, lastly, I can't forget. almost forgot about the cookies. I love cookies. Have we got any cookie lovers in here? Now, I'm really specific to homemade chocolate chip cookies. Do I have any homemade chocolate chip co- cookie lovers in here? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. Well, let's go ahead and pray as we get into the message here. Dear Father God, I thank you for your time that you have for us today during this message and the words that you have to speak to us. Lord, I personally ask that um, you would speak to me so that you could um, get get through to the students for whatever they need to hear. So whatever words, I am just an open book to you, Father, and you can write your message. And we just open our ears and our hearts to to it in Jesus' name. And we all said? Okay, come on. It's Thanksgiving. We said? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So um, I brought a few props with me today. And of course, I'd have to bring the smallest one as the first one. You can't see these, can you? They're, They're magnets, okay? So magnets attract to one another. You guys see that? They attract. So in, in the world today, in the business world today, they have this thing called the law of attraction. So it works like these magnets. And what it is, is when two things attract, they come together. And if, if um, whatever you get in your mind, it will, whatever you get in your mind, so like whatever these magnets are, and it's going to stay there. So whenever we have magnets and we think about something, we attract what that thing is. So that, that's a law of attraction. When we have something in our mind that we're thinking, we're going to attract the same thing, okay? So if we are, if we have in our mind that we are thinking about lack or we don't have enough clothes, then we're going to, like, keep attracting that type of thing. We're going to be attracting not having enough. If we are thinking about um, sickness a lot of times, we're going to attract poor health. If we are thinking that we have really cool friends and we're thinking good thoughts about our friends, we're going to have really good relationships with our friends because we're going to attract that. We're going to think well of them. 
So this works, as we can see, positively and negatively. So if this is, um, it, there's, we did some research here. Actually, I didn't. I read about it. People who are outside of America and they come to America in companies and they come here, they are three to four times more likely to succeed in America than we are here because we're born here. And they, they are more likely to succeed because they have in their mind that this is a land of opportunity. This is the land where we're going to be successful. So when they get here, they are automatically just attracted to it. So you might be wondering why I'm talking about that stuff. Oh, one more example. There are some doctors in Texas who, who did some research about knee surgery. Anybody know anybody who had knee surgery? Yeah? Yeah? So we kind of know what's involved a little bit. They did, they did a research study, and what they did is the first surgery, the first set of candidates for the surgery, they actually went into the knee, and they removed the things that caused pain. Okay? So that's the first. The, the, the second group was they took them in, and they made a few little incisions on their knee, and they didn't do anything. And they sent them back out. They followed up with all those patients two years later. And you know what they found out? That the group who, the second group who didn't have the surgery had the same exact results as the people who had the surgery. So what the doctors concluded was that the brain expected the need to improve, so it did. And so this law of attraction, it works because it's biblical. So we're going to go to Proverbs 23, 7. And it, it says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. I like to also think of it, as a man thinks in his heart, he becomes. And then my most favorite one, what you think about, you bring about. Can you guys help me with that? You say what you think about is what you bring about. Let's try it one more time. What you think about is what you bring about. Awesome. Awesome. Good job. So again, the world of psychology, they stumbled across another success trait that attracts well. So it's attracting well. So and what that is, it's it's expressing gratitude. They say when, when you are grateful for things, you literally attract more things to be grateful for. And the opposite is true. When you, when you complain about things, you actually attract more things to complain about. So expressing gratitude is what they call the law of attraction. So expressing gratitude is, if we get our magnets out, is what we call the law of attraction in action. I think I like things that rhyme. What do you think? I keep rhyming, huh? <laughs> so it's, um, it, it works because it, it comes from the word of God. So there's, there's another story here. We're all full of stories, too. Rhyming and stories tonight. So there's another story about this name called, and this man called Lee Brower. He was a little down, and he was a little depressed. And he was just kind of struggling a little bit. So he decided to kind of change his routine rather than keep going and doing the same thing over and over again. He decided to change something. So he was walking, and lo and behold, he looked at a rock. I found a big rock outside today. So he saw this rock, and not this one, because this is rather large, but he decided that, every, he, that um, he was going to put this rock in his pocket. So this won't fit in really a lot of our pockets. But every time he put the rock in his pocket and touched it, he was going to say, thank you, Lord, 
for all the things that you have done for me, and I'm grateful for everything you have given me so far. And so what that challenged him to do is every time he put his hand in his pocket and he felt the rock, he just had an attitude of gratefulness, and he expressed it. So this became part of his routine. Every morning, he would have his rock and his change on his dresser, take it, and put it in his pocket. And he'd go throughout his day, and he would say, thank you, God, for the job that you gave me. I'm so grateful, and thank you for the places that you're going to take me with it. And then at nighttime, the rock would go out on his dresser, change and everything. And so this was his everyday routine. And so one day, he was with a friend from South Africa, and he just so happened to have the rock, and he dropped it. And his friend from South Africa was like, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's just a rock, and it just reminds me to be grateful. And so it kind of got him interested, and it got him thinking. So he left. He went back to Africa, and he sent Lee an email. So two weeks later, he sent Lee an email, and he said, my son is sick. He has this rare form of hepatitis. He's dying. Can you send me three of those gratitude rocks? Because that's what he called them, gratitude rocks. And Ali was like, hmm, it's just a rock. You know, you have them in Africa, but sure, I'll send you a rock. So he went down to the stream, polished, got some rocks and cleaned them, polished them up and sent them there. And he didn't hear anything back. Until four months later, he received an email from a same friend in Africa saying that his friend who was sick and dying was actually thriving and doing very well. And what he did was they used these gratitude rocks just like Lee used them, where they used them as a reminder to be thankful and express their gratefulness for everything that they were doing. And so the really surprising thing, too, is, I mean, he got healed. That's an amazing thing. But they also got to use this money for charity where they took these rocks and they sold them for $10 a piece, and they sold over 1,000 of them to raise money for charity. So I just want to encourage you. So whenever you're going about and doing things, it might be a little different or a change for you and it works, especially with God type of stuff, go for it because you never know how what a little idea can turn into such a big idea down the road. So that's my story about Lee. So it was an attitude of gratitude, expressing gratitude for what you've already got. I believe that a grateful heart is a magnet for miracles. It's one of the greatest attributes of successful people. I don't know if you guys, do you, know, do you guys know um, Steve Harvey? He's um, Family Feud. Did somebody say Family Feud? Do you guys know Steve Harvey? He's got an awesome, awesome story and testimony. If you guys ever have a chance to look that up, do it. Um, but he, he was saying that it, gratitude, expressing gratitude is a powerful process. It will get to you to where you want to be, but even quicker. So just a way to kind of get through things quicker. So um, Psalms 104 says, enter, enter the gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. So this is just another key that, a key or um, a way that God, a promise, truth, that God has given us in his word, that whenever we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, it's literally like pressing and this is a garage door opener. It's literally like pressing a button, and it's lifting the gates or opening and going through the gates right into God's presence. And it's really simple, and it's just exactly what we've been doing, and just saying, Lord, I thank you for what you've already done. I'm thankful for what you're about to do, and I thank you for, your, for my life today. 
And just those simple act of expressing that allows you to walk right into God's presence. So I just encourage you in your prayer time every day, let's, let's just add that thankfulness in there. The Bible says to be thankful and say so. And another rhymer, don't just think it, speak it. So when you're grateful for something, say it. Say it. Don't just think it, speak it. So another key to growth and opportunities for favor are summed up in two words, with thanksgiving. And this is where we kind of flow into um, the thanksgiving trend for this weekend. It says, do not fret or have anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance, in everything by prayer and definite request with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. So after you've prayed and presented your faith and dreams to God, I believe those two little words, with thanksgiving, have more power than we can realize. One simple action can change so much in your life. And, and I just know with, with this mindset of having gratitude and thankfulness, it can make you such a joyful person to be around and just so, I don't know, people want to be around you if you have that attitude. Little side note, your attitude is one of the most single most things you can control over your entire life, and it can infect, it, it can change how people see you. It can change the course of how you're treated. It can change opportunities in the future. So I just want to encourage you to get yourself rooted in an attitude of thankfulness and gratefulness. So I have a, I have a personal story. I know I've shared a lot of stories up here tonight, but my personal story with this is I was on the adult worship team a long time ago, like nine, eight, eight, nine years ago. How old, you guys were like one or two or four or five, eight years ago, right? Yeah, is that about right? Thank you. So I was on the adult worship team, and I was in the choir. I wasn't one of the people who sang on the microphones. I was just in the choir, and I would be the one swaying and clapping, all that fun stuff. And um, it was... It was something that I knew I was called more than being just in the choir. But I didn't know how to keep going and keep moving forward. But what I did is I chose that time to continually make my wants known to God and to thank him for the gifts and the opportunities that he's given me already. And what had happened over the course of several years, probably two years, is I went from being in the choir over here to being asked to start a worship team. So even though my eyes were on opportunity that was just in front of me, God had so, so much bigger plans for me than just being in the choir. So that's my personal story about how gratitude can work in your lives and just having an attitude of thankfulness and gratitude in every situation. Oh, so there was... um, there's this lady that I follow. Her name's called um, Terry Savelle Foy. And she, she is huge on this gratefulness and Thanksgiving and journaling and all this stuff. And just in her 30 days, so we took 30 days. She took a 30-day challenge to write down every single day something she was grateful for. And in this 30 days, she had like eight or nine things that she was believing big for. And let me share with you. So her attitude of thankfulness and journaling allowed a seven-year dream of speaking at a certain conference to come to pass. 
a three-year dream of a book published in France come to pass. She got blessed with a $1,500 pair of shoes. I didn't know they sold shoes for $1,500. But uh, her, incre- her income increased significantly. Her daughter got a modeling contract. She was giving money for a vacation. She closed out a service with a famous person. And she received more money in her ministry than she ever had. And this, she's attributed this all to an attitude of gratefulness and thankfulness and actually writing it out every single day. There are also other people in the Bible who have chosen to have this same attitude. And this, these people are called Paul and Silas. Now, Paul and Silas were thrown into prison. And they had chains and shackles on them, and they were at a spot of feeling hopeless and depressed, and they were cold, and they were in a dark place. Now, this, now if I was in that type of place, it would be something that I would just probably not want to start doing anything besides just sitting there and probably shivering and thinking, like, how am I ever going to get out of this? But with their attitude of just wanting to not do that, they chose to start praising God. They chose to start thanking him for what he had done and praising him for what he's going to do. And in that time, in that midnight hour that they were in there, they woke up the people around them because they were praising and singing and I hope they could have been dancing. I don't know. But they, they could have been. Um, but they were singing and loudly that they woke up the other prisoners. And while they were doing that, God had sent an earthquake from heaven. And the ground began to shake. And the walls began to crumble. And their shackles began to fall off. And the doors began to open. And so they were free. And that's all because they started praising God in a time where they wouldn't even think to start praising God. So what does this mean to us, these stories? If you need doors in your, and open in your life, God has given us the keys, the keys to do that. And it's exactly what we've been talking about. Praise and thanksgiving. They are the highest forms of our faith that we can show and do and act that can make, make doors open for, our, for ourselves. So your gratitude will break through open doors and opportunity and, opportunity and su- success and favor like never before. So this is my last point. I'm going to be wrapping up here. But I want to share one last story and one last, one last kind of truth or trait about being grateful. Gratefulness, expressing gratitude, brings restoration. And so I'm going to end with the story of the 10 lepers. Now, the 10 lepers had leprosy, and this is found in Luke 17. In Luke 17, um, it it tells a story. So when you have leprosy, it's when you have this flesh-eating disease so that, like, you don't have a nose anymore, or you might not have a finger, or you might not have any toes or an ear. Like, it literally eats it away. So when somebody has leprosy, you can actually see that they are sick and they have something and you don't want any part of that. And so they were usually kind of cast out outside the towns and the camps and stuff. But Jesus, in being all that he is, had, had come up to these lepers and there's 10 of them. And Jesus healed 10 lepers. So they no longer had this flesh-eating disease. So 
they could keep whatever they had left. So if their nose was missing, it wasn't going to be missing anymore. If they had a little bit of their ear left, it wasn't going to be missing anymore. So this is really awesome. There was only one, though, one out of the ten that had actually come back to Jesus and said two words. He said, thank you. And Jesus said, where are the other nine? And he's like, I don't know. I came back to say thank you. And Jesus said to him, get up and walk, for your faith has made you whole. So Jesus, because he, so because the leper expressed thankfulness and gratitude for what Jesus did for him, he took his healing a step further. He restored his nose so you couldn't see that he didn't have leprosy. He, had, he restored his ear so that he didn't have lepro- you couldn't see that he had leprosy. And whatever else he was missing that the flesh ate, he restored the wholeness. And I just think that's so awesome that um, whenever we express gratefulness and thankfulness, that it almost encourages whether the people that we're talking to whether it's our leaders that we're saying, thank you so much for being on the worship team and putting in all the time and effort that they actually want to do more for you. And that's how God's God's heart is towards you. Whenever you express gratefulness and thankfulness, he wants to do more for you every single time that you meet him there. So I just want to challenge you today. um, Whenever we have an opportunity to say, that's awesome or great job, Let's say thank you, Jesus, and give him the credit and give him the glory because we can go so much further and he can take us so much further and quicker to the places that he has for us. So the Bible says to be thankful and say so. And everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. So remember that complaining opens the door to the enemy and gratefulness opens a door for God to work in your life. Did you guys get something out of this today? Yeah? Awesome. Let's go ahead and close our eyes as we pray. Father God, we thank you so much for the truths that you had to share today. Um, I I thank you for the work that you're doing in these students and and things that you have called them to do, Lord. And I just pray for wisdom and grace and anointing as they continue to walk in the plans that you have for them, Jesus. So let's go ahead and stand to our feet and let's go ahead and come up for worship today. We're just going to end this.